All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Just after four o'clock. Happy Monday. Preseason action tonight. Jets orders. Uh, if you want to watch it, if you have the NHL Center Ice package, you can get it on there or on Oilers Plus. Wednesday's game against the Vancouver Canucks, you will be able to watch on uh, regular TV if you so choose. It is the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. Try it out. We will have our uh, Play Alberta. Uh, that's a uh, three play of the day where we do a uh, three play for uh, $20 every day on the show. At the end of the month, anything we, uh, if we're in the, uh, the positive, we uh, donate it to charity. So, uh, so far we're up a little bit, not a lot, but Hey, it's better than being down. So play Alberta.ca. Now let's get to our, uh, soccer report brought to you by legacy heating and cooling home of the no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace you're going to stay warm all winter don't wait tell it conks out do it now no payments for your legacyheating.ca andy petrillo joins us uh, every monday on the uh, the program and and andy of course uh, last week in uh, in women's hockey of course the uh, the new league the draft that was all exciting but uh, i know yourself and diana matheson there's a there's a big panel about you know how like what's this next step for women's soccer to follow in the footsteps because the women's program in the country, obviously being Olympic gold medalists, they've had a lot of success. Uh, how far away do you think that is? And what's kind of the next step for it to come to reality for women's soccer in, in the country? Yeah, there's a lot going on. I'm really excited about tonight. I'm going to be right after this. I'm going to be heading to a pub, which is a place we all love to be to talk some sports and uh, the Voyagers, which is the main supporters group for the national teams is actually putting on this event, and I'll be there with Diana Matheson, who started up Project 8. A lot of people have already heard about that, so she's heading up Project 8, which is she's trying to start a women's league, and she's actually pinpointed 2025 as the start date. There are three teams who have signed on right now. So you have a team uh, out in Calgary, you have a team that's agreed out in uh, Vancouver, and there's a team in Toronto. So obviously she's looking uh, to start a league. You need six teams, but this is something that she's been working on for a very long time, continues to promote, continues to talk about. So I'll be on a panel with her, uh, former national team players as well. Rian Wilkinson and Amy Walsh are going to be joining us. So we'll just get like an update on what Project Aid is doing uh, because we know, and like I said this last week when I was with you guys and talking about the PWHL, it's money, money, money. So, you know, what's the interest of investors? And also something else that's just really interesting, guys, that I've kind of always like known about uh, working in the sports industry, but now that I've, you know, had this task 
of covering these leagues that literally are newbies, right? Canadian Premier League, the Men's Domestic League, which is only in its fifth year. And now, obviously, Diana Matheson trying to get a women's league off the ground. Um, we're not exactly the sports country we think we are from a government perspective, right? Like trying to get approvals to build venues a lot of times. And I mean, I'm not here to, to say what's right or wrong, because oftentimes when you're trying to get those approvals, it also means you're looking at tax dollars. So most recently, a lot of people may have heard out in Saskatchewan, it was rejected to build a venue and get that going for the possibility of a soccer team there in the CPL. So if they shut that down, what does that mean for the women's side of things? So it's actually kind of difficult, right? So get an update from Diana on just the obstacles that she's facing and how hard it really is to start a league. So we'll be doing that tonight, but also we're just going to be talking to a lot of the fans um, because you mentioned the women being the reigning Olympic champions. They're in the middle of an Olympic qualifier right now. They beat Jamaica Friday night 2-0 in Jamaica, which in the world of soccer, away goals matter. So that was huge. And now tomorrow in Toronto at BMO Field, game two. Um, and if they win that one, they're going back to the Olympics. They're going to Paris 2024. Essentially, they have to lose. What do they have to lose by at home to not go? Three. Yeah. Okay. Three goals. Yeah. So they'd have to yeah, lose yeah. three. Those away nil. goals matter, right? Yeah, yeah. So they'd have to lose three nil or four to one or something like that not to go. So it's a pretty. They put themselves in a pretty good spot uh, in a big game, yeah. and, which is which is hugely important. And and I guess it doesn't matter when you qualify, Andy, because I saw some people saying like they shouldn't have put themselves in this position. But as we just saw in the women's World Cup, a lot of the good teams wrote early. Like it's become more competitive. Yeah, and it's and they've also changed the way they qualify, by the way, for the Olympics. So last year was the the first time ever they had what's called the W CONCACAF Championship, and it acted as a qualifier for both the World Cup and the Olympics. Yeah. So clearly by making it to the final of that tournament last year, they qualified for the World Cup, but they had to win that tournament in order to qualify for the Olympics. So they basically what CONCACAF, the region you know that we're in, is trying to do is make things more competitive and is make and they want to make tournaments matter. So they faced <laughs> who they face in that final, the Americans, who they always have trouble against. Um, there are arch nemesis in so many ways, but um, they ended up losing to the Americans in that final. So the Americans punched their ticket to Paris 2024. Hence why the Canadians have to go through uh, this qualifier. But you're right, it's not it's not easy whatsoever um, to qualify and. You know, it's almost like be careful what be careful what you wish for, even though we want to see it, right? Like you want to see the game elevate, especially on the women's side, elevate the game, make it more competitive, make tournaments mean something. So you're not just showing up and la di da. Well, that's what they're doing. But guess what? You got to be prepared that when you up the level of competition, uh, you may not be the one winning. So that means you've got to up the level of competition as well. So it's always this like you got to always one up somebody else and push each other and encourage each other. So. Either way, it doesn't matter. They're they're in the driver's seat for tomorrow, which is a really good thing. So I'm I'm saying it right now, not that this is some sort of bold statement. I'm saying they're punching their ticket tomorrow night. They're going to the Olympics. Yeah, and that wouldn't be a surprise. I don't think. I think that's a that's totally valid. Now, when you look at um, at this whole you know kind of soccer in, in the country factor, I know the Voyagers are a big part of it. Um, also, you know what the uh, the Canadian pre the Calvary just clinched the regular season title, which puts them into Concacaf Champions Cup, which is a pretty big deal. And but and this is where this is the question that really piqued my interest because you said what's more important, winning in the regular season or the playoffs? Because my initial reaction is, well, of course it should be the playoffs. But not in the world of footy. And I mean, ter- so I, I, I'm, I don't know where I stand on this. I'm so confused in so many ways because I know, and I've argued this for the longest time. And I used to scream. I don't even know who was listening to me whenever I was hosting Leafs lunch. I'm like, the NHL doesn't really make the regular season matter. Like I, I was yeah. like, do you get a buy? Like you kill yourself for 82 games for what? Just to then get knocked out in the first round and people could turn around and say, well, that's the beauty of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. But you were like, shouldn't it mean more that for 82 games, do you know how hard that is to be consistent and to be dominant? I mean, the Boston Bruins set records last year and then bye, <laughs> bye bye. Right. But, you know, it, who, does anyone really remember who the president's trophy winner was? No, you remember who the Stanley Cup champion was. But in the world of soccer, because this is how they do it in Europe, 
the re- they don't have playoffs. Mm-hmm. If you win the regular season, you are the title champion. So we're in North America where playoffs matter. This debate is now for me. So because Calvary goes out, they win the regular season. So they call it the, the shield. So they win the shield, which, yes, now it matters. You get prize money. You get a berth into this coveted uh, CONCACAF. It used to be CONCACAF Champions League for all the people wondering. Now it's called CONCACAF Champions Cup. Um, so now people are like, well, job done. Yeah. They don't necessarily need to win the title because they, they won what many people consider to be the most important thing. And I'm like, I don't know if I believe that just yet, now, especially in a CPL where, and I'm not trying to like poo poo things, but there are eight teams in total. So congratulations to Cavalry. They are, they have been the most dominant team. I'm not taking anything away from them, but you dominated seven teams. So maybe if it was just more teams, like Premier League has 20 teams, MLS um, has 29 teams. I don't know. I don't know where you guys are, are on this either, right? But I'm like, maybe if there were more teams, it would matter. And maybe if Cavalry had actually won the title, like the playoff title, yeah. then they could compare which one matters more. But unless you've won both, how do you know which one matters more yet? I don't know. Like, it's just as confusing to me a little bit. <laughs> Andy, look, I agree with you. I've always said it about the NHL. I just don't know what an answer is. I think the NBA are trying some different stuff in this year coming up. Um, do you have any scenario that you think might someday be on the table? And I don't know, the PWHL, I'm guessing, is set up. It's off topic a little bit, but I'm guessing that's set up in regular season playoffs the same, right? Are there any mid-season? Yeah, they're tournaments? regular season and then they're playoffs as well. Okay. Uh, see, I, I was always trying to like spitballing whatever. I mean, obviously the most obvious solution doesn't necessarily mean it's the best one, but I was always like, well, you get a buy. You get a buy into the second round or whatever, right? Um, but of course, in a, in a league and in an industry where it's all about making money, of course, the owner is going to be like, those are home games I'm going to miss out on. So they're not going to like that. It's almost like finishing first now in the NHL. You're being punished. Then I was cheeky and I'm like, well, why not make the number one team in the league choose their opponent? <laughs> I was like, hey, but like oh, you stunk. It's something. I think it's stale. Eighty-two games, all for like, and it and it's long too. And it's a, the process is so long. And sometimes a week later, it's over, and you've got nothing to show for it. I, I've always found it. I think at some point it'll change, and we'll look back at this and go, "Wow, I can't believe they did that." You know. Unless you make winning the regular season um, like more of a of a monetary kind of carrot right so maybe like you know obviously we'll take the nhl just as an example like if the nhl paid the president's trophy winner like a lot more money then maybe that appeases the owner of getting the buy into that second round or something like that right because we all know it boils down to money i'm not trying to like bs anybody here right we know that's what it boils down to which is why they don't want to give it up but to me i also just think why are you this is always my question why are you playing a regular season to get into the playoffs okay fine then teams should just do the bare minimum if that's the case. Don't kill yourself to be first. It's like, oh, whole mice. I can come up with so many stats as well where whole mice has not mattered. You look even the last couple of years at the playoffs, the road team. And, I mean, I don't want to overstep, Terry. You actually played. Maybe to you, you're like, no, Andy, sleeping in your own bed matters. But, like, I've also heard of teams, and I know for sure in soccer, uh, but I don't know in the world of hockey, but I've heard of teams where even when they were at home, they booked hotels, yeah. To to mimic the road life because they didn't want any distractions. When you're on the road, you actually have less distractions than when you're at home. Other than your last change in hockey, I, I just don't know if I put that much emphasis on anything else even for, for home ice. So to me, I still think that leagues in general, I'm not trying to pick on the NHL, I'm not trying to pick on the CPL, uh, but leagues in general, I think, just need to make the regular season matter more if we're going to have playoffs. What about a right? mid- mid-season else- tournament? Maybe even include Wasn't some top suggested? teams in Europe. I don't know. In the midseason, I'm, I'm spitballing. There yeah. has to be something. What about yeah. halfway through a midseason tournament that the games actually went towards? There's still games that go towards points for the right. You know, I think the NBA are doing something like that. Aren't yeah, they? they're talking about it. Yep. Yeah. So, I so mean, I don't well, know. I know that to... in um, like in Mexico, La Liga, right? So they have like the first part of the season, Apertura, and then they have Clausura, right? So first part of the season, uh, last part of the season, and basically like so. What I would suggest is you have your winner. So maybe you do have a first half. You have your winner. So you basically have to hustle, okay? Let's just say for 41 games, you're hustling. you got to win it. Then the next 41, mm. you still got to hustle and win it because the winners 
then go and face each other in a final in some sort of cup competition. Right. So now everything matters. And then maybe we'll find a solution to the whole, um, Oh, what's the, uh, why, why am I blanking on it now? Right. Where they were, they're resting players and stuff. Right. Oh, so yeah. we, that, that was, Oh yeah. The uh, Kawhi Leonard, basically load management, load management, load management. So that, I mean, everyone in hockey, we all thought that's an NBA thing, blah, blah, blah. Whoops. Not necessarily right now. It's coming into the NHL. Maybe that's a way of avoiding that. I don't know. Yeah. Andy Petrillo right? joins like- us from uh, one sport and uh, CBC sports. It's always an interesting conversation uh, you know, look at, I will say the one thing about home ice advantage, though, that's been proven game seven, it does matter more, right? For whatever reason, game seven, home ice advantage, the, the home team. Now some would say, well, they should win because mm-hmm. they're the higher seeded team. Hence they have home ice advantage. Okay. Sure. That's probably a fair argument, but something about the crowd and getting people up. I don't know why it is. Cause even in the, and the NHL is weird. Home ice advantage means more later in the playoffs than it does early on. Like the first round is, is chaos, which is great. Right. And, uh, it, it does. And we've seen like the number eight seed beat the number one seed, even though, you know, we just saw it last year, as you alluded to in Boston, they're up three to one in game seven on home and still gagged. So, uh, we'll see one Mm -hmm. last one for you, Andy. So if we, if we are going to put a, you know, when you talk to Diana Matheson and you're going to have that again tonight, when you put a timetable on it, like what's, what's realistic for, for women's soccer? Because when you look at, even men's soccer Canadian leagues, how many times they had one, it failed. They had one, it failed. And now they've, they've had a few, but even that, you know, like there's, there's the, uh, you know, there's M, M, uh, sorry, uh, Toronto and Ottawa and Montreal are, of course, in, but it's not the only Canadian league, right? And so FC Edmonton, they folded here recently. Like how difficult do you think it's going to be to have a women's league when even men's leagues in Canada have struggled to maintain consistency? Yeah, starting a sports league is hard. And and I, I say this before, like, we don't know that. We we hear the stories even of the NHL and the NBA and the NFL and the beginnings, but we are so blessed to be where we are now, where the leagues, you know, have been around for a century and yeah. they, they thrive. So we forget, or we just don't know because we weren't born yet, um, <laughs> how hard it was in the beginning. Yes. And that's the case. You know, that's where we are now in this, this world of soccer. And to your point, like, Major League Soccer – they just launched in 1996. That's still a baby league in comparison to the Premier League and, you know, La Liga and Liga MX and, and all that. Kind of, like, it's just, it's, it's still a baby league. So the Canadian Premier League, to your point, you've alluded to the struggles that they've already had. So on the women's side, I mean, this is why you need a really big investor because you know you're going to be investing your money and you're not going to see a return on it for a very long time. And you need to be really smart. You know, especially in the world of soccer, you cannot go out and build these 20,000 seat stadiums anywhere between seven and 8,000, 10,000. Like those are really good, especially in the beginning, because you can pack it. It can feel great. Uh, and you're not in these cavernous, you know, types of, of, of environments. Right. So create these really good environments. Um, and it's also about like getting council municipals on board. Build the right venues, get the right facilities, have the right infrastructure. So it's going to be tough. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, fingers crossed, the, the, the Canadian Premier League, so far, so good. You know, does Project 8 at some point partner with the CPL, even if it's venue sharing? I don't know about revenue sharing, but however that ends up working out in the future, these are questions I'm going to be asking Diana tonight. But you wonder if there's some sort of partnership there to strengthen things because the PWHL definitely wants NHL involvement. They recognize how important that will be to their sustainability. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to predict, obviously, Jason, because starting a sports league is so hard. Yeah. But, you know, this is something I think we all want to see, though. Who doesn't want to see more sports? So, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed. Andy, great stuff as always. Uh, enjoy your roundtable tonight, and I'll be curious to see uh, what you uncover when we chat with you next Monday. Great. Thanks for having me. That is Andy Petrillo from One Sport and CBC Sports. I like it. Good stuff. Uh, very, very interesting. That, of course, was the uh, soccer report brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Jason Greger, Terry Ryan with you alongside uh, Connor Halley. We got uh, five questions coming up. Uh, Mark Spector, Kevin Woodley will join us at 520 today. Our in-depth uh, look at goaltending. Uh, he will join us uh, every Monday uh, to do that. We got uh, lots of uh, text flying in at 833-401-1440.
And uh, when we return, uh, Matt Snyder will join us, baby. This is it. So the NHL preseason is coming, but this is the final week of the regular season of Major Leagues of Baseball. And there is some great playoff races ongoing. The Toronto Blue Jays have put themselves in a really good position. Can they stave off both? Oh, I guess all three of Houston, Seattle, and Texas. Two of those teams are going to make it because one of them is going to win their division. Then the other one's going to be the either the second or the third. At this point, it looks like the third wildcard team. And uh, the Jays taking on Tampa, who is absolutely banged up. That could be, you know what? That's why it's important to finish fifth because uh, then you're probably going to get a banged up Tampa Bay team in the first round. Uh, we'll discuss it next on the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 425 game day on sports 1440 Edmonton uh, flew out to Winnipeg today preseason action uh, they will take on the Jets uh, none of the big offensive stars are going Kulak and CeCe and DeHarnay are on the blue line Holloway is in Lavoie Borgo is in uh, Ernie who's on a PTO will be in if you can watch it on orders plus or if you have NHL center ice package it will be on there so should be uh should be an interesting uh, afternoon. Let's get to our uh, MLB report brought to you by Next Gen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated and proud partner of the MyShack group of companies. It's nextgentransportation.com. And it is the final week of the MLB regular season. And there is some great playoff races going on, man. Like you really, you couldn't ask for a better race uh, in the, uh, in the, uh, in the West division of the AL, right? You got three teams. One's going to win the division. One's likely going to make the uh, third wildcard spot. And the other is going to miss out. So uh, obviously it won't be good for uh, Houston, Texas or Seattle, whoever misses. Although I, in theory, all three could make it. I just think it's highly unlikely that one of them is going to catch Toronto. So uh, to break it all down and look at the uh, scenarios and the favorites, and man, injuries for Tampa and Atlanta at like the worst possible time. As uh, Matt Snyder from CBS Sports joins us now to talk a little uh, MLB. And uh, Matt, this is like the schedule maker couldn't have drawn it up any better uh, for the wild card race and, uh, and the AL West. So let's start there. What are you surprised that the Astros have fallen like this and now they're clinging on? They might even like they might fall all the way out of the playoffs. You mean, am I surprised that the defending champs lost a series at home to the worst team in baseball and got <laughs> swept by the second worst team in baseball? <laughs> I, I, I thought they would have had it in the bag by now. Yeah. I, I really like when I saw those head to heads coming up for the Rangers and you looked at the Astros when they had the A's and Royals coming up at home. Uh, it, it seemed like it should have they should have had it tied up by now. Instead, now they're two and a half games. I mean, it looks like this should be the Rangers division to lose here. I know they have four against the Mariners to close the season, um, but they've got the Angels before then. And meanwhile, the Mariners and Astros play each other. So if you're in the Rangers seat, I think you say one of them take two or three, just don't have one E2 sweep. Meanwhile, we this is the Rangers perspective. Yeah. We go in and we we take care of business against the Angels. Should be in the bag. I, I mean, they might even be able to rest some guys there the last couple of days. Uh, ridiculous turn of events. Just the way the Rangers started August. Remember that the eight game winning streak and they won twelve and fourteen, but then they couldn't win a game to save their lives, and it looked like they might not even make the playoffs. And now all of a sudden they're back in the driver's seat. Just uh, quite a last two months the Rangers have had. Oh, it's, it's honestly, it's been great. And the, the baseball season's this long and it allows you a little bit more time to come back from things. And I guess in the case of a uh, Houston allows you more time to absolutely choke on it. Um, one team that isn't choking, but my goodness, right now, they've got to be hating, uh, every day getting up, looking at the injured list. The Tampa Bay Rays are just decimated by injuries. Yeah. And do you have an update on that? How many of these guys do you think they're going to get back for the playoffs? Uh, Brandon Lau seems like a no. Um, you know, Shane McClanahan, we already knew was done. And remember at the start of the year, Jeffrey Springs looked like he was going to be the Cy Young winner through what four or five starts and he's out for the season. Jurass Musson's out for the season. Tyler Glass now is okay, but he's been way better at home. And then he completely fell apart against the Blue Jays last time out there in the sixth inning. Um, a lot of the bullpen has hurt. I don't know. They're just not, they haven't been great for a while. 
as I pointed out in today's power rankings, uh, they were 51 and 22 at the time, which it's almost halfway through the season. That's 73 games, halfway is 81. Um, they were on pace to win 113 at the time. They've just kind of been mediocre yeah. ever since then. That's a long time to be mediocre, more than a half season. That's not a small sample anymore. Uh, they're banged up, as you said. They're not near as good as they were in the first half. They had the Wander Franco situation happen. Uh, they're kind of a mess right now. So it was big on the Blue Jays to go in there and grab two or three. Matt, nice to meet you. First of all, uh, yeah, Brandon Belt. Um, love the guy as a player, but he's 35 years old now. He's missed a couple of weeks in a row. Do you think that a cold Brandon Belt is cause for concern? And by extension, Davis Schneider and Spencer Horwitz, rookies that have really ripped it up, but how much time could they realistically get in the playoffs? Um, I, I, I'm not worried about Belt, actually, because of Horowitz and Schneider. I, I think, it, especially, and I'll say this, I, I, some of my concerns were alleviated by Vlad Jr. going deep twice because you just felt like, okay, if you get a hot Vlad going, that just makes everybody that much better. See that two-home run game, maybe he's going a little bit. Um, but at this point, Belt's upside's kind of limited. Schneider was so, so, so hot when he came up. I, I wouldn't mind just tapping into those guys anyway. So I think that they're going to see a lot of playing time there. I know that they'll probably play – they might play Bijou at first some to to get Vlad off that knee there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I did. I believe he played first yesterday, though, didn't he? Yeah. 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 So, okay. So, you know, mixing them at first. Honestly, I'm not that worried about it. I, I, I like the kids. I, I think it was huge to see Vlad yesterday. So I, I'm not quite as worried about Belt there. So the pitch clock is an intriguing rule. The other two – obvious recent rules that I think made a difference for the bases and the uh, shift or yeah. the lack of shifts. Uh, now, uh, now, Al, so I love it as a fan, but I watch mostly Jay's highlights, and I know that even though I love it, it, pro- it probably affected Alec Manoa more than anybody else. Now, I'm just curious on how this rule, the pitch clock in particular, is accepted world- league-wide. I don't really see much commentary on it. And B, is there another player that was affected as much as Manoa? Maybe, maybe it's my speculation. Maybe it wasn't that. I'm maybe. just guessing one thing leads to another. It seems that yeah. in the depth. And you can well. see how mentally that could kind of yeah. snowball as well when he's having a rough start. If he starts thinking in his head, oh, it's a clock. Mm. Um, we heard some stuff from Max Scherzer earlier in the season. It is hard to tell how much – it is causing Scherzer to have a down year because there's so much mileage on his arm and he's 39 years old and father time's undefeated. So it's coming for him (laughs) at some point. So, but, but maybe at his age, if he had more time to kind of do his Mad Max thing and start around the mound, maybe he would have been just as good. And maybe he needs more recovery time in between. Um, I think it's uh, relievers have been affected the most because we've seen in recent years, the move toward so many relievers that throw so hard and they basically empty their tank on every single pitch and then they get full recovery time when they take like 30 seconds in between. Now they have to hustle a little more. And I, I think that that's where we've seen a lot more bullpen meltdowns is because of that. In terms of the players that I've talked to, this won't shock you one bit. Almost every single position player loves him. thinks it's amazing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the pitchers are kind of divided. Like a, a lot of the pitchers say, you know, we, should, <laughs> we shouldn't have been taken so long anyway. Uh, some of the other pitchers – don't want to be a pariah by going on the record, but they'll kind of vent to you off a little bit, but maybe half and half on the pitchers and about 98, 99% of the position players like it. Interesting. Matt Snyder uh, joins us from uh, CBS sports talking uh, MLB final week of the, uh, the regular season, the Atlanta Braves starting to have some uh, pitching concerns just due to injury, Matt and and injuries are, are the big great unknown. And at times they can be the great equalizer. No question. Atlanta was absolutely rolling, you know, as soon as having an unbelievable uh, season, but this, this sudden rash of injuries for them and their starters, I know, now I know that uh, what's his name's uh, I forget his name right now is probably going to be ready for the playoffs. But Matt, yeah. So what do you make of this, and how less of a favorite is Atlanta in your eyes now? I still think they're the favorite. Um, Freed's going to be okay. Spencer Strider, they would want to pitch as their number two anyway. So it's like seeing if the veteran Morton will be ready to take a, a game three start, which will be all the way in the NLDS. So we're talking almost two weeks from now. So I think that they'll probably be okay in the rotation and, and they're still the, the obvious favorite. But here's the thing. 
with this many rounds of playoffs, you know, the more ra- rounds that you add, the the less percent chance there is that the favorite's going to win. So even if they're the top team, they still, what, 20% chance, maybe less than that, maybe 18% chance to win it. That's a lot of room above there for somebody else to step in. And you just look no further than last year when the Dodgers won 111 games and they didn't even get out of their first round. They got beat by the Padres. Uh, by the same token, this same Braves team lost to the Phillies in the NLDS. So there could be a lot of funkiness in there. Um, I, I would still say if you're like, okay, you can only bet on one team to win it, it's still the Braves. But if you said, okay, you can take the Braves or the field, take that field, man. Obviously take the field there. So th- that's where I am with the Braves. And uh, what about the NL wildcard race? You have Arizona, Chicago, Miami's a game back. I think Cincy's probably too far back now at, at two and a half to go. Maybe. But yeah. uh, the Cubbies, Miami, and Arizona, when you look at schedule and everything else, uh, who do you like down the stretch in the NL? Well, there's two spots after the Phillies. So Diamondbacks, Cubs, Marlins, you're going to get two in there. <sighs> Probably Diamondbacks and Cubs, but nobody's reliable. Look, the Diamondbacks just went in and, and got beat by the Yankees two out of three. Um, it, Marlins, the personnel just doesn't look there, but they've been playing well. They just swept the Braves last weekend. Um, the Cubs, they looked really, really good until they ran into the Diamondbacks, and they just swept the Rockies. But before that series, they had lost 10 of their last 13. So it's almost like all three of these teams are trying to – you know, stay out of their own way and not doing a very good job of staying out of their own way. Um, kind of a war of attrition here. If anything, it's an argument for having fewer playoff teams because I, you could you can make an argument that none of Diamondbacks, Cubs, or Marlins deserve to be in the playoffs right now. But we're going to see two of them make it. So I'll, I'll stay with the Diamondbacks and Cubs right now, but by no means am I sure at all. Matt, great stuff, man. Uh, enjoy the final week and uh, can't wait till the playoffs uh, start. Appreciate your time very much. Thanks for All joining right. us. Take Thanks, care, buddy. gentlemen. That is uh, Matt Snyder from uh, CBS. Really, really enjoyed uh, Matt uh, joining us live on Sports 1440 and on Orders Nation. YouTube, a uh, few quick texts to get to. Uh, I do love this one. Um, hey, JG, my wife caught on to something today. She said two months ago it was like pulling teeth asking me to drive her anywhere. The last few weeks, I've jumped to driving her around. Then she said, I get it. Your sports talk is back on the radio in your car. I thought it would take her longer to figure me out. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for bringing back the one thing that was missing in my life. And best of luck for a very long run on 1440 from Craig. Well, Craig, we appreciate that. And hopefully your wife appreciates it. She should be happy because now she's got, you know, uh, the, the driver's back. Craig's like, oh, yeah, no problem. I'll run you around. Take your time. No big deal. I love it. That's nice. So... Hey, keep uh, and good for her. She's a little bit of a sleuth. She figured it out. Didn't take her that long. So that's nice. So, TR, I like that uh, during that break, you went and put your Jays hat on and your Jays sweater on to talk about the Jays. So, uh, now I know you go to Jays, like, you're a pretty big diehard Jays fan. Yeah, I am. I, I, I really enjoy it. There's a combination of reasons why. Uh, one of them is. I think it's the best best deal in sports, man. Go up and get a ticket for 20 bucks From Newfoundland, if we want to go to a pro sporting event, the flight got to be part of it. So over the years, it's just always been affordable to, you know, not always, but most of the time, to uh, fly up maybe. It's it's the most affordable of the sports. I okay. love baseball anyway. You know, my dad is in the, local, in the Newfoundland uh, Hall of Fame baseball. He won seven batting championships, was picked for Team Canada one year. Like he's a really, really good baseball player. So wow. I grew up around it a lot. I, I played nice. it. I was an all star. It ends there. It wasn't like iconic like him. But I, I love the game, everything about it, and I'm a Jays fan. What position did you play? Uh, I played outfield, or usually right field. Like I said, I was okay. My arm was all right. I kind of threw it out, to be honest. I, I would pitch once in a while, and before you even thought about any of that, pitch count or anything, and I would just kind of go in and lack of warm-ups, too many innings. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I love the game. I only gave it up a few years ago, man. Yeah. Like, really, like, you know, I'm talking baseball, not slow pitch or whatever. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, when I say ball, a lot of people lump it. No, I like trying to hit a curveball. I like the challenge of... You know, the whole, I, I love the way the game not only is played, but I love the history of it. I'm really into it. We're way back. You ever see the, oh God, I can't remember. Ken, 
Burns yes. documentary, The oh, Nine yes. Innings of Baseball. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite documentaries ever. If that doesn't sell you on a sport, I don't know what will. Yeah, it was fantastic. And, you know, ba- I will say this. The uh, the pitch counts being amazing. The pitch clock, like the games are so much faster now. It's way mm-hmm. more enjoyable. There's less time with nothing going on. Uh, the bases had led to a few more stolen bases. Great. The switch or lack thereof is awesome because I felt like it just was ruining the game a little bit. So I've actually really liked their change. I know, you know, some of the pitchers overall don't like it, but some do. And you got to work fast. And I think next year they'll be better for it because they, they got used to it. But I just think it keeps people in the flow. There's just less downtime because baseball used to have absolutely long stretches of nothing going on. Yeah. So this is way better. And, and not only that, Jason. The, I can't think of a, one of the four major sports in recent history that has had so many major rules. Three of those are major, yeah. major changes. All went over really positive, and everybody likes them. I can't think of anything so significant. Having no shift, the changing the bases even an inch is huge. Yeah. And, you know, the pitch clock is major. I mean, you know, you'd argue if it's hockey, it's like making the net bigger. I mean, it's a huge, huge difference that has never been there, and it went over well. And the fact that they... Uh they basically took out pitchers hitting in the NL and no one even talks about it. Like that's a pretty significant change too. So you're yeah. right. Yeah. You're right. It's masked. It's one that I also love yeah. and, and uh, it's masked amongst all the other changes, but Hey, hats off for baseball winners of the uh, year so far. For sure. Uh, Jason Gregor, Terry Ryan with you on sports 1440 and get involved. 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. Uh, we'll return with five questions. We got spec. We got Kevin Woodley making his 1440 debut and more on the Jason Gregor show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. That is such a classic old school tune, man. Woo. Oh, some sick lyrics and funky Cole Medina. <laughs> and Wild Thing was the oh, back. Oh, Wild the next Thing, yeah. And, and the thing yeah. is, Tone Loke's voice, man. Oh, Perfect. you die for a voice like that. Just so deep. Whoa, killer. Absolutely so killer. I like it. like it a lot. Uh, Jason Greger, Terry Ryan with you as it's time now to get to uh, five questions brought to you by The Brick. And at The Brick, they are committed to saving you more with their price guarantee. You can shop with confidence that you're getting the lowest prices. If you find a lower price, The Brick will match it. Go to thebrick.com or in person to any brick store. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, guys, question number one. We, uh, we've seen the lineup for the Oilers tonight out in Winnipeg. Looks like a preseason road game, but opportunity for some players. So who will you be watching in this one tonight? Well, I know that TR is going to go with his uh, East Coast guys, so, uh, or, or the Quebecers. So I'm going to, tonight, I am... I am going to look at Max Warner on the back end. I know he's not uh, NHL ready yet, but uh, he is somebody who has taken big strides in his game the last few years in Moose Jaw. Now he's going to turn pro. He's going to play in the uh, AHL this season. And so tonight will be a pretty good test. Winnipeg has some NHLers for sure, but they got a lot of AHLers as well. So uh, one young guy I'll be watching is him. For me... Yes, of course. I think I've mentioned before Xavier Borgo. Uh, but tonight, I, I look from afar at the teams that I used to play with, man. I'm proud to be an alumni member of the Tri-City Americans and Red Deer Rebels. This J- Is it Grubay? Jaden Grubay or Grub? How do you say that? Pretty sure it's Grubay. Grubay. But he's playing in the game. He's 6'3", 200. I like that. And he's been steadily improving. And I thought... I looked at his stats, man. He's always been on my radar, just because I follow the Rebels, but 67 points last year, 71 penalty minutes, which is a new age 150. I don't know. I'm just curious. I mean, I not necessarily I think he's going to make it or anything. I just, I'm just curious to see how he plays. That's yeah. all. Yeah, it's true. Question number two, if the Jays can do their job and get into the playoffs, which do you think would be the best matchup for them? Well, if they finish fifth, isn't the most likely matchup going to be Tampa? Because um, they're uh, fifth, and that means uh, the top two teams get a bye, and then three plays six. So I think right now, it's unless they finish sixth, I think they're going to finish fifth. So I think it's Tampa. And honestly, with all the injuries on Tampa Bay, that's the ideal matchup. They'll play them last week. They're playing them again this week. So uh, I will say Tampa. 
Tampa started 13-0, and and I was at the game in Toronto that they broke that streak to start the season. Um but because of the because because of the injuries, I do agree with you. But of the of if it's the, I mean it it could be the Rangers or the Twins. I for some reason the Rangers are seven and one, but I don't know, man. I think there's lots of holes. I think they've played terribly, other than that one season or one series against the Jays. The Jays want to get back at them, I assume. I, normally, I think someone that would be a fan would say no please avoid the team that they're one and seven against this year but i don't something to me says it's time eventually the dam falls down and i, I just don't see it I, I think it's smoke and mirrors it's a house of cards and if the jays play the rangers they come out on top question number three we'll shift over to the nfl uh clearly zach wilson doesn't look he's the guy for the new york jets if they want to turn this thing around and fast which quarterback do you think they could realistically bring in to do so for me, uh, okay, first of all, I don't get all this with people giving up on. I mean, this guy got drafted in 2021. Football's always like that. These quarterbacks, you asked before, Jason, weren't there any great quarterbacks or more great quarterbacks? I don't know. I think we get a short fuse on the other end. I mean, at some point, okay, the hopes went down with Rodgers. We see that happened. Now, you got to fall back 10 yards and punt. Sorry for the pun, but you do. Now, this guy went, he was, what was he, second overall? Third overall, just a couple of years ago. I didn't even realize that. Like, to me, I don't know. You give him another couple games, whatever. You chalk it up for experience. Your number one guy's down. But if you've got to bring in someone who can uh, you know what? Go with Nathan Rourke. I know it's way out there. It's off the chart, but he's Canadian. He had a great exhibition. Jackson, I think Jacksonville's not using him or he's waived or something. He's out there. I'd give him a shot. Yeah, he's uh, he's on the practice roster. He's their number three. Um, you could bring him in if you like. I would... I don't mind that at all. I would say I agree with you in one sense that K don't rush, but at the same time, I'm just not sure he has enough reps. And when you have one of their star receivers on the sidelines being caught saying this guy can't throw, like <laughs> here's the thing, Terry. Players know, yeah. right? Players know before anyone else. If and I'm sure you played on teams where you're like, okay, this guy's got it or this guy doesn't have it, and the players always know. So if the receiver's saying that, I'm like, oof, all right. So here's a yeah, what about uh, trade for Jacoby Brissett? Um, I'm not saying he's the answer long term, but uh, I, I think he would give you a better short term option without it costing you a whole bunch. Question number four. Uh, in honor of the Dolphins went over the Broncos, what was the biggest blowout you've seen or been a part of? For me, the biggest one I remember in the WHL, we beat Calgary 16 to nothing. It might have been their first or second year, the Calgary Hitmen. And uh, in, the, in all those tournament play, in ball hockey a few times. I remember in, in uh, under 18, I think it was, World Championships in Quebec. We had to play one of those teams. I don't remember. It was like Mexico or something. It was something like that. And it, where it was goals for and against. I don't remember the scenario, but let's just say it was Russia on the other side. And, like, we both had to clobber a team like 20 to nothing. I don't remember exactly because those aren't the kind of games you remember. But those sorts of situations. And I wish these tournaments that you usually see these scenarios happen in would somehow change that whole format, and a lot of them do, but I just think it's it's dinosaur-like to keep going with those rules and embarrassing teams. Sometimes you have to, though. Um, I will say the biggest one I remember like was 1996 when the uh, then Eskimos crushed Winnipeg 68-7 to in the uh, playoffs. Not a regular season game, playoffs. That's the year they went all the way to the Great Cup and uh, uh, got robbed. Uh, Eddie Brown, also one of the greatest catches in NFL, or sorry, CFL uh, Great Cup, uh, Western uh, Great Cup history. It was unbelievable. But uh, I will go with uh, 96 against the uh, Bomber. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And uh, biggest blowout I was ever part of would have to go back to Tom Thumb in the Fulton Vale Mini Half Ice Arena. It's actually probably about a quarter ice arena, and we won twenty-two to nothing. I still remember that because the other kid, their dad. <laughs> I still remember. It's just so like there's certain. Th- I don't have a great memory of lots of things when I was little, but I was like seven years old, and the other team's goalie of I don't know. We, you know, he kept shooting and scoring. He wasn't very good, and you know, his dad's trying to be confident. He looks at me. He's like. Dad, it's 20 nothing. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and it was true. But God, it was funny. <laughs> I can one up that. My team once lost 25 nothing. So those are painful Ooh. ones. You remember them. Uh, final question for you guys today. It's International One Hit Wonder Day. Oh, there's a lot of them yes. out there. But who, I got a lot. Who is your favorite when it comes to the one hit wonders? TR? Okay, so. I love Brandy, You're a Fine Girl by the Looking Glass. I'm glad it got resurrected in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That was interesting, but not my favorite. One of my favorites, for sure. Sec- so f- I would say for an American Top 40 hit, I would say Steve Forbert, Romeo's tune. Look into it. It's, uh, it's catchy. I-, I don't think it was like a number one hit, but I love Steve Forbert, singer-songwriter, and as soon as you hear the first notes, you'll recognize it. Canadian-wise, Jeremy Fisher, a song called High School. He's from Atlantic Canada, and I think his stuff's brilliant, but he's the only quote-unquote hit that I know of is uh, called High School. Please check those songs out if you're a music fan. I promise you they won't disappoint. Ooh, okay. Because like this was this is one of Connor's hardest questions he's ever asked. Because the great part about one hit wonders is they're very catchy, and a lots of them. I'm like, oh, what about this one? Oh, what about that one? So, cons. I'm kind of cheating because I couldn't necessarily come up with one. So I went with a few different genres. Now I know she had a few other songs, but really, she only really had one major hit. Really big hit, especially in North America. And because uh, I know Terry loves ballads. Um, uh, Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor for uh, okay. for a ballad, a slow song at high school. You know, you got the hands around the waist, hands on the shoulder oh, kind of yeah. dance. It's a good one. Um, but then I have, I'm going to be 500 Miles, The Proclaimers. It's the a catchy Proclaimers. tune. Another minor hit was Misery and Happiness, but you're right, it is a one-hit wonder. Yeah, and then probably my number one. Because I remember it lots because there was a place called Teen Center in Beaumont. They used to have as like a big dance thing. And you go there as a teenager. And uh, I still remember because I was in grade seven. And there's certain times in your life, Terry, that you will you would vividly remember wherever you were at. And I was uh, on the, uh, the the dance floor and there was a stage and I was in grade seven. And there were some girls in grade nine, and the song Take On Me by Aha, Aha. came on. Aha. And every time I think of that song, I think of Teen Center, and that is a killer track. Did you see Weezer put out the cover a couple years ago? Yes. Yeah. Video? Yeah. Not as good, but okay. I didn't mind Not it. Not as good. I, I yeah. think they were, that was more of, homo- of an homage yes. than them trying to money grab. I think it was uh, yeah. the whole album. I found it uh, very. Interesting. Yeah. Like now I was actually I thought Tara there was the one song that I think you you like the Verve Bittersweet Symphony. I thought you were gonna go with that one. 
Did you really? Yeah. That's, that's an old Rolling Stones song. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a or it's, it's sampled from an old Rolling Stones song. Um, symphony. I do like it. Life. I do like yeah. it. Now, that wouldn't land. I think okay. if there was a fourth, it would be Video Kill the Radio Star. Oh, yes. Then maybe Come On, Eileen. Oh, God, I've got, that is a good I've got song. quite a few that are loaded up in my head. Now, like, don't worry, be happy. That's got to be up there, right? Like it, Bobby McFerrin? Yeah, yeah. Like the, he didn't yeah, have any, I mean, he didn't I have any other he, songs, did he, that I can think of? No, but it still uh, wouldn't be up there for no. me. It's a decent song. I, I, I don't love it. It would probably land in my top 100. No. But well, it's just saying something. There's a lot of songs out there. I mean, my top 100 one-hit wonders. Oh, well, they're, yeah, they're wow, top hit. Oh, geez. What about... Uh, Eight six seven five three zero oh, nine. Jenny, Tony, two, yes. Tommy, two tone. Like so Possibly. catchy. Such soft a catchy cell, tune. Soft cell, tainted love would be up yeah, there. Yeah, soft cell, tainted love. Uh, Mambo number lot- five from Lou Bega. Yeah, a lot, a lot. It's funny. I don't, I don't. Like it doesn't go hand in hand. Obviously, but a lot of mine are from the eighties. Yeah, yeah. What about Funky right? Town? Lip sync. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that would be. I think that might be seventies, but that that that's. That's up there. Was it, 60s is my favorite. 60s rock and roll slash Motown. I guess 60s in general okay. are generally my favorite era of music. I, I, I think there was so much blossoming, so much happening. Okay. But the other thing is that a lot of the songs I love are, are by bands that have lots of hits in the 60s. I, there started to be... Once things got really commercialized, I mean, they always were. But with, with the advent of MTV, where literally video did kill the radio star and had a lot to do with it, I think you start to see more and more of those one-hit kind of things. Uh, t- tub thumping, Chumbawamba. We got I hate that the song. There's oh, another. God, I hate that song. Do you? I oh, like but another like One it. of my favorites, uh, Brimful of Asha by Corner Shop. Oh, yeah. That is a really good, that, that's a really good song. Oh, I like mm. that too, man. Especially because I sang all the words wrong until I looked it up. So there are uh, many of them. That'll be, uh, you know, when I do visit Edmonton and we see each other uh, outside of the studio, maybe that's a night, a few beers and some one hit wonders. Dude, what about what about walking on sunshine? Katrina and the waves. Katrina and the waves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw them live years ago over in. uh, What? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. We were over there in Switzerland for a ball hockey tournament and they just happened to be playing at at the local like. And did they play that song? They must have. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. Sierra Switzerland. It was like City Days, whatever their version of it is. Okay. They were there, and so were Helix. Oh. Rock you like a hurricane. Buddy, I love that. Uh, I don't even know the name of the cassette, but I used to have the Helix thing, and I just played that thing to death. God, I like that. Mercy, Playground, Sex and Candy is definitely my top ten one-hit wonders. There's oh. no doubt. We should do a top ten songs you hate the most. Maybe we'll do that next uh, on Thursday, because I got a lot of that are on there. Right, and Cake okay. might have about six of them. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Tara, it's great having you on as always, buddy. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the night. We will chat with you on Thursday. Goodbye, Connor. Goodbye, Greg. Goodbye, Edmonton. Go oil. Go Jays. I'll catch you guys on the rebound. TR just tipped his hat, too. What a beauty. <laughs> <laughs> That's why sometimes it pays to watch a show. You can always see the funny little tidbits of watching on Orders Nation YouTube. And, of course, thank you for listening on Sports 1440. Let's get to a young Connor Halley, Sports 1440 Update, brought to you by Edmonton Kubota. Super jacked that Sports Radio is back, and right now they are giving you the savings. 0% financing for 84 months on all of their compact BX tractors. Shop online at edmontonkubota.com or go see them in store just off 156th Street. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 